Panic Beneath the Tent, Part 1 The estate, located down a long winding road at the top of the point, boasted an array of trees, shrubs, and local flora, giving the setting a well-cared-for and well-loved atmosphere. As our fleet of vans arrive, loaded to capacity with flowers and hard goods, I notice a stack of blue rubber-made crates. The kind of crates you would use to organize your garage, stashing away your keepsakes and tchotchkes. The only thing remarkable about the crates was the quantity. Without giving these unassuming crates much thought, I parked next to the looming stack and hopped out of my van, making my way to the rear of the estate where a prominent white sailcloth tent dominated the grounds. Under the shadow of the tent was a scurry of activity. Cater waiters rolling tables, band members passing equipment, gardeners blowing leaves, and amidst it all, a well-dressed young woman, clipboard in hand, earpiece peeking out of her golden locks. Our eyes met and a sense of relief washed across her face. I am so glad you are here, she said with a quick, concerned tone. Immediately, I felt a bit of panic. I knew I wasn't late. I am never late for a wedding. I knew I was at the right location. I checked that multiple times before departing. So, what was this panic? I didn't have time to ask. Without another word, she gestured at me to follow and took off back in the direction of my still-loaded van. In a bit of shock, I stood there as she hurried with an awkward pace, heels dipping into the soil beneath the grass, leaving a path of small circular indents in the perfectly manicured lawn. Her clipboard appearing more as a balancing device than a tool of organization. After a moment of confusion, I followed, catching up easily, given my more sensible choice of footwear. She reached the massive stack of totes and turned to me, looking me straight in the eye. The mother of the bride said you would be handling the candles, she said, with a still panicked tone. Yes, I was told she was dropping them off last night, I said, still not understanding her panic. This has been part one. Tune in later for part two to see what happens with these crates. Panic Beneath the Tent, part two. So there I stood, face to face with the wedding planner, with what I am sure was a confused smile on my face. Then she spoke again. Well, they need to be moved, she said firm and with a now authoritative yet still panicked tone. It was at that moment that I realized the towering stack of crates held the candles my bride's mother had mentioned. This was much more than I had anticipated, but we have a great team and I instructed everyone to grab a crate and move it over to the tent. This action should have calmed the planner but she was still standing with a panicked look on her face. There is more, she said, and then clicked a small gray button taped to her clipboard. 
The massive slate gray door of the detached estate garage opened and what I saw stunned me. I now understood the planner's panic. I understood her hurried walk. In the garage was lined bin after bin, stacked equally as high as those my staff were already relocating. Panic set in for a fleeting moment, but there is no time for panic. I just needed to get started. Before even touching the flowers still packed in our fleet of vans, the staff came together to relocate the sea of bins, placing them neatly in the dance floor, on the dance floor beneath the tent. Once all the bins were placed, I began to feel at ease again. My team of designers went to work on the flowers as originally planned. They strung garland, suspended orchids, and reflexed a plethora of roses. They did all of this with joy and excitement, eager to see the beauty of the finished design. Even with the delay of moving boxes and bins, we were still on schedule with just over an hour before guests were scheduled to arrive. When the last floral arrangement was placed, we were in great shape. Now all we had to do was place the candles that had been delivered in the blue bins. This should be easy, right? Check pack for part three to see just what's in those bins. Panic Beneath the Tent, part three. I opened the first bin, which was clearly marked table one. Rather than my eyes falling onto large candlesticks and equally impressive candles, I was looking into a bin filled to the brim with little pieces. There were tea lights in delicate glass baubles, crystal candlesticks with bobecks adorned with additional crystals all still needing assembly. There were glass bowls, there were clear-footed goblets with floating candles, and each piece was individually wrapped and labeled. The brain power that was required to place these pieces with such care was and still is impressive. At this point, my team is already exhausted. Looking at me with blank stares, no one says a word. Then in the quietness, in the stillness of the moment we were taking, one of them uttered one word. One word that we all understood. How? How are we going to make this happen? We have done some incredible things throughout the course of our careers and our time working together, but this was epic. There were hundreds of pieces that needed to be placed and assembled, and they needed to be done within an hour. How? How is it going to happen? Okay, so we know that we now had less than an hour and literally hundreds of candles to unwrap, place, and style. We were going to need help. This is not something we were going to be able to do on our own. As my team went to work, ripping open bubble wrap and rapidly adorning tables, I went out on a quest to find additional hands. If we were going to pull this off without interfering with the guest experience, 
We were going to need a small army. I asked everyone for help. And I do mean everyone. The cater waiters attempting to take a quick smoke break. The band attempting to do a final mic check. The gardeners now dumping leaves into a wooded compost heap. And the wedding planner, who had now abandoned the heels for a sensible pair of ballet flats. Everyone jumped in and helped. This was a true team effort. Tune back in for part four to learn how it all finished, how it all came together. Panic Beneath the Tent, part four. Like firefighters passing pails of water to dispel a roaring fire, we lined up and conquered one table at a time. Within what seemed like the blink of an eye, we transformed the space using items in the blue bins. As the last bin was emptied and stashed out of sight, the first wave of guests arrived, and without missing a beat, the wedding planner slipped back on her heels and graced the guests with a confident smile, welcoming them in to the beautiful space. This was the ultimate example of teamwork, an example of everyone coming together to make sure the day was exactly as both the bride and her mother had dreamed. This added task wasn't in anyone's contract, yet, without question, they came together as one. What we created that day as a team continues to be one of my favorite weddings. It was beautiful, of course, but... It is a favorite because of the people who all said yes. I think of this story often when being asked for help. It takes a lot for people to ask. So, when the need arises, I am eager to say yes. Just as these individuals did for me and my team. I encourage you to do the same. We are all in this together. The overall happiness of our couples comes down to their wedding day experience. As floral designers, we are an important yet small part of the overall experience. Being prepared to say yes and helping others thrive will help us all in the end.